You're listening to The Big Sci-Fi Podcast, a part of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. Hey guys, do us a favor and like, subscribe, and share this podcast with all your friends. It'd help us out, and we'd be awfully grateful to you. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Big Sci-Fi Podcast in Between Shorts. This time, we've decided to create our own science fiction. The challenge to me and my co-hosts was to take four elements and craft a flash fiction story, a story of no more than a thousand words. We each contributed an element, and none of us know what the others have written. We'll be hearing these for the first time as we record this. In each short, one of us reads the story, and then we'll spend a few minutes discussing it. The elements that we each contributed and had to be incorporated into the story were Jolly Rancher, Vincent Van Gogh, Polygon, and a dump truck. And with that, this is our second short. It's Chris's turn. You ready, Chris? Okay. Yeah, so this one is called Through the Eyes of Childhood. The sound of faint beeping and muffled voices surrounded him. Slowly but surely, the sound became clearer, and he could hear a soft male voice. Looks like he's coming around, said the voice as he started opening his eyes. He was tired, but relief soon hit him, and he realized where he was. Christian, a man in his mid-forties, was sitting in a hospital room. Around him were a few nurses and two police officers. How are you feeling? asked the nurse. Better now that I'm awake, but where are Dill and my kids? Don't worry, sir. They're a bit shaken, but I'm happy to report they're going to be just fine. Christian let out a deep sigh. Thank God. I was worried that the storm got them. Storm? asked the nurse in a professional tone. Yeah, the lightning storm that we just had. I mean, the bolt of lightning caused me to hit the dump truck and spin out of control. Your wife also mentioned a storm, but there wasn't any storm. It's been sunny skies for the last week. The sense of relief was overtaken by sudden panic. He didn't just imagine light a lightning storm. Why else would he hit a dump truck? Try not to worry, sir. You're not in any trouble. You're rear, you were rear-ended by the driver, but he took off from the scene. Since you're all good to go, uh, the police have taken a car to a local auto shop. The guy that owns it is Dave. He's great, and he should be able to fix it up in a week or so. Just don't drink the coffee. It's not the best. Well, okay, Doc, thanks for clearing us. Um, Although puzzled, Christian felt relief that everyone was fine and that he'd soon be with his family. After some hugging and some pecks on the cheek, they were driven to the auto shop. Upon upon entering, Christian, Christian instantly felt more comfortable. Dave, an odd but friendly fellow, had been repairing cars for his family for as long as he could remember. Christian walked up and rang the bell. While they waited, Kira, a young girl who just celebrated her... 10th birthday, picked up, perked up and said, Dad, can we get those Jolly Ranchers in the vending machine? Sure, honey. Go with Mommy, but share them with your brother. Jonathan, an 8-year-old boy, looked up and said, Yeah, Kira, share them with me. Don't eat all the blue ones. Dill, a woman in her early 40s, gave them a stern look. The kids acknowledged and ran off to the vending machine. Dave finally came out. Just as Christian was about to speak, he noticed that Dave was much younger than when he last saw him. Hi, Dave. How are you? Dave was polite, but not as friendly as usual. Before he could could even get his words out, Christian heard another familiar voice. Yet, it sent shivers down his spine. Christian turned around, and sure enough, it was Arnold Fox, his late grandmother, sorry, his late grandfather, 
Christian couldn't believe it because he had passed away more than a decade ago at 90 years old. Finally, all of his sci-fi expertise was about to become useful, he thought. He knew that he and his family were somewhere sometime in the past, possibly the 90s based on his look. Christian immediately looked for a calendar or newspaper. Finally, he found one. It was Saturday, October 20th, 1993. Christian played calm and chatted with Dave and his grandfather explaining the accident. Dave reassured him that they would get the car fixed and it would be ready for him to pick up next week. Christian thanked him and was about to leave when Arnold asked if they had a place to stay. Christian said that they would find a hotel. Arnold immediately invited them back to his place. Christian tried to politely decline, but he insisted. In the back of his car, Christian tried to figure out how to explain to Dill that they had traveled through time and were about to meet his late family. After a short drive, they were at number eight, Palgrave Crescent. Everyone got out of the car and followed Arnold to the house. Arnold opened the door and announced they had guests. An elderly woman, also in her 60s, got up and greeted them. It was Catherine Fox, Christian's late grandmother. Still in shock, Christian tried to pretend that he was meeting her for the first time. They made pleasant small talk for a while and talked about the Van Gogh documentary that they had been watching. I don't get why what's so great about him. I can draw pretty good polygons. Should I get a documentary, said Arnold, in his usual sarcastic but charming way. Finally, they were joined by another woman, Kathy Fox, Christian's late mother. The woman in her early 40s greeted the guests, but dropped the glasses and let out a scream after locking eyes with Christian. Dill got up and offered to help clean up. In shock, Kathy looked at them blankly. Chris? She asked, in her voice quivering. Yes, Mom. It's me. But you're two, and you're upstairs for your nap. Yes, Mom. Young me is there, but... We seem to have traveled through time. After lots of silence, Christian finally said, Mom, Grandma, Grandpa, this is my wife, Dill, and these are my two kids, Kira and Jonathan. These are your grandkids and your great-grandkids. Everyone was speechless and sobbing. They finally took pictures together before calling it a night. Christian passed out and had one of the best sleeps ever. Eventually, he woke up. He was back in his room with Dill, back in the present. Not sure if it had been a dream. Christian got up and walked to the closet and tried not to make any noise to wake Dill up. At the closet, he found an envelope that read, Do not open until October 21st, 2037. Shaking, he opened it. There it was, a picture of him, Dill, the kids, and the late foxes. Cool. That's a sweet story, brother. That is. Autobiography, autobiographical, <laughs> wasn't that, huh? You got everybody, all the family members in there. I love it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because like a lot of it's inspired just by the fact that as I get closer to marrying Dill, the mm-hmm. more and more I like, I just, it's hard to deal with the fact that like, because with my grandparents, I knew them really well. They lived five yeah. minutes away. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's this idea that, you know, I'll, my mom will never get to meet Dill or her kids or her grandkids. My mm-hmm. grandparents will never get to meet her or meet yep. her great grandkids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's just like this. I don't know what, what triggered it. It was just one day I was lying in bed and thought about this. Oh, it's beautiful. I've I always imagined. I've, yeah. What would I, what would I do in this situation? How cool would that be if I could just for like an afternoon hang out with them and be like, Hey, this is what's happened. These are your family. You know, it's beautiful. And have it's my kids beautiful. get to know my grandma and grandpa and my mom. Yeah. I think about that all the time that you know, all the things that my dad 
didn't get to see in the mm-hmm. you know, he didn't get to see Frank grow up. He didn't get to know Raymond. Although um, if my dad had lived, Raymond would have some other name. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Oh, Raymond wouldn't have flown. No, no, would... no, that was a whole that was a whole deal. Raymond is Raymond because my dad passed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting. You guys are meant saying this and Chris is reading your story. I think the power of your story is we all know you and we could tell right away kind of mm-hmm. the direction you were leading us. And I don't know about the, I wanted to go there with you, man. I wanted to experience in your story, the joy and, you know, the realization of all that. I mean, for me too, it made me think instantly of my grandmother uh, mm-hmm. my grandfather, uh, on my mom's side, who we were close with, never got to see mm-hmm. my, my daughter, Peyton, let alone my son who was born later, but my grandmother did. And that was a hope I had. I hoped they did both get to see us. They did both see us get married. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but, and my grandmother got to meet Peyton when she was a wee bitty lass, but, um, yeah, man, your story brought a little tear to me. It's, I, it's, it's beautiful. My Irish Absolutely heart. beautiful. Mm. I, I also yeah. noticed that we have two now. So far, two people have incorporated time travel. And isn't that, I wondered yeah. about that. I wondered mm. what would be similar mm. in all of our stories. Yeah. So the thing I wanted to pick your brain on, we can obviously do this later because we, like we wanted this to be short segments, is like sure. the thing I've been struggling with is how do I get him back to the present? Because I was thinking originally he gets there by a lightning storm. Maybe they recreate the accident, but I'm like, but that's too close to back to the future. Right. So it's just right. like, how do I get them back, back to the, to the present? And but I still have know, not. I think know, the way uh, you did it was, it yeah. was fine knowing that it's a short, uh, you know, knowing that it's a short, short, it's a flash fiction story. I think it was fine. It was not a jarring transition. You know, because and I like that little bit of was it a dream or not? And then you've got that physical, yeah. tangible thing. Yeah. Oh, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, I know. I think that it worked. Really I think that worked really well. Yeah, very well done. I I agree. I, and I didn't I didn't need to know how they got out. It's just the fact that the payoff at the end mm-hmm. was finding the letter and confirming it wasn't a dream, but and it was it really reality. Happened. Yeah. Yeah, oh, like yeah. Paul finding the like to Paul finding the purse of her grandmother. In <laughs> when does she? I'm trying to remember this. When does that, that was happen? in Carbon Creek episode? Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. Although, Tell us again, a story. You going... guys can't do any episode without bringing up Carbon Creek or oh. or Shutterpod One. No, we did one last week. We didn't mention Carbon <laughs> Creek. Well, I was such a good episode. Up... Honestly, yeah. check it out. It's was... it's worth revisiting. Going to bring up the Next Generation episode where future Alexander Roshenko goes back. You know, and visits Worf and young Alex. Mm-hmm. Remember, I was, I was reading a thread about that, but yeah. I need to I need to rewatch it again. Okay, I've well, got we'll questions. We can talk about, about that some other time. Uh, yes, okay. on another podcast of the another sci-fi part. podcast. Right. Cool. Well, you know, Chris, that was awesome. Thank you so much. And to our listeners and viewers, if you missed the first story, go back and catch Brian's story, and then we'll come back to you with a couple more later. Thanks for listening. Speaking of more, make sure you head over to TrekGeeks.com for all the great podcasts available on the network. Until next time, live long and prosper.